0: I'm Chip Freund, and this is the Artist Spotlight, conversations with contemporary artists based on five simple questions that explore the artist's journey, creativity, and sources of inspiration. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Artist Spotlight podcast. I am Chip Freund, and I'm joined today by Jamin Caseras, color pencil artist based in Raleigh, North Carolina. So why don't we just uh, roll on into it? So my first question is, what's your earliest memory of making art of any kind?
1: So my earliest memory is kind of a funny one because I have drawn since before I can remember, but I have vivid memories of sitting in my bedroom and running out of paper constantly and drawing on my white bedroom walls with crayons and getting spankings, because that was back when spankings were still acceptable.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, I I, I I can see how that might happen.
1: All the time. Like, constantly. I was such a well-behaved child, but I never failed, got spankings for drawing on the walls. Like, but I was just like, my, my parents didn't understand. I'm like, I can't stop. Like, you need to give me more paper. <laughs> but, that it was kind of fun going down memory lane thinking about like all the early memories, and I think that's probably the earliest one.
0: Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a, a great one, and it really speaks yeah. to you know sort of who you are as an artist that it, it just started so young and it was, for lack of a better word, a compulsion.
1: Yeah, and it, you know, like it's fun to look back at that as an adult because it's like, well huh, I guess I should have taken that as a sign.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, neat. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, So uh, obviously you were, you were drawing on paper and you're now really focused on colored pencil and in a way that, you know, as you, as I've told you before, just blows my mind. Um, What brought you to that medium?
1: Um. A couple of things I when I was little I'm the youngest of four kids and my some of my older siblings were actually very good with graphite um so they did a lot of really interesting like graphite sketches and I always loved what they did um So I, as I got older, kind of started experimenting with it myself. I really did want color, though. Um, I was a little intimidated by colored pencil. And then, you know, as I kind of got into more young adulthood, I experimented with, I would say, most of the mediums out there. Um, And all of the kind of liquid-based, you know, paints and things, I just... I felt like they didn't behave (laughs) they you know that the runniness like I love that in other people's work but it it just I didn't enjoy that I liked really being able to have the precision that I needed Um, so that kind of brought me back to my pencils and then I slowly started trying colored pencil and it really just stuck you know kind of the marriage of of having the color that I wanted and being able to control it the way that I need
0: to. And I like it, that phrase the, the combination of uh, the or the marriage of, of color and the control.
1: Also, I, anybody who knows me personally knows I am a sucker for a challenge. I love to be challenged. And I can say colored pencil is the hardest medium I've ever tried. And I love that about
0: it. What makes it difficult as one who doesn't work in that medium? I I don't have a reference.
1: Yeah. It's, um, for one, you can't erase. So there's, you know, there's not that feeling of, Oh, well, okay. If that doesn't work, I can just, you know, go over it. Like there is no going over it. Once it's down, it's down. Um, you can manipulate it a little bit, but not much. Um, So there's a little bit of of a feeling when you sit down of like, okay, I really need to focus here. I can't just, you know, fiddle around and play. Um, And it's just intimidating to look at a piece of paper, even though my work isn't huge. But it's when you're looking at a pencil that has a point that's really teeny tiny and thinking, I have so much ground to cover here. (laughs) It's really intimidating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the things that has caused me to steer away from um, what I sort of group as all of the additive art forms where you're placing medium down on a substrate. You're starting with a blank sheet of paper and you've got to bring something to life. Um, I gravitated to photography because I can't draw. I can't paint. I can't. The most intimidating part of my whole process is signing my name, to give you a sense of how I don't like drawing that way. You know, now you you give me straight edges and rulers, and I can do a great mechanical drawing. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but um, yeah, the freehand, you know that that's that's tough. So that's uh, what brings me to the photography. Is it's a reductive art form. It's I'm. Um, removing things from the frame it's it's i've explained it to some people that it's actually more like being a a a stone sculptor where you're chipping things away to leave what's supposed to be there Um, whereas everybody initially tries to compare it to painting or uh, pencil or pastels or what have you because it's a two-dimensional art i'm like no it's actually more like sculpting
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually, because you're starting with something and then pulling it back and, you know, manipulating it instead of starting. It it starts from,
0: you know, being behind the camera in the field, moving left, moving right, in and out, what lens, what focal length to use uh, to get rid of the things that don't need to be there. And then it follows up now that we have digital, you can go in and remove things digitally but I'd rather do it in camera, yeah. but this is not about me. This is really more about you, but I, it was interesting to hear your, your take down there. I didn't realize that color pencil really was a, once it's down, it's down. Um, yeah. Uh, all right.
1: Yeah, it's very difficult. You know, I have learned ways to kind of manipulate mistakes <laughs> to minimize them or you know, it, it's, it's very hard. You know, I'm so jealous, like here at art space, I get to see a lot of mm-hmm. painters and like, oh, that would be so <laughs> nice. Just put another I layer just... on top. <laughs> yeah. Um, all
0: right. Um, I think every artist is a, is different in terms of where their art comes from. What inspires your art? And it maybe it's multiple things, but you know, where, where does it come from?
1: Um, I loved this question because I, I think it has changed for me over time. Um, and to be honest, right now, it's kind of going through a process of some change at the moment, which is exciting. But a common thread has always been depth, really dramatic imagery, dramatic lighting, dramatic color, I, that's always what I'm drawn to, and that's always what, you know, when I see, not even in just art, but in general, when I see things that are very deep and dramatic, I, I've i drawn to them, and that's kind of what I, you know, am hoping to create in my art. I, I do feel like I haven't, at times, kind of strayed in and out of that. It hasn't always been as clear, but I'm, you know, as I'm getting a little bit more, I hope mature in my career, I'm kind of honing in on what that feeling is.
0: Um, Um, In terms of of emotions and and feelings, uh, some artists I know, you know, really sort of draw out of, you know, angsty moments and anger and frustration, um, where I really only can create when I'm in a state of, of peace. Um, and if, if I'm agitated, frustrated, I can't create anything. And, and if, if there's things bothering me, I'm like, I just can't, I, it's not an outlet for me to deal with emotion. Uh, where are you on that spectrum?
1: I'm kind of in the middle, to be honest, because I do think what drew me to be an artist, seriously, as an adult, is from, you know, some difficulties from childhood that, you know, because art, like, you know, when I was drawing on my bedroom walls, like, that was very much my escape. Hmm. And I enjoyed it. And that, you know, it made me fall in love with it. But, um now I'm at a place where like I'm not creating out of angst because I don't have angst but it's in it is very much like being inspired by getting through angst Mm. but like I don't live in it now Mm -hmm. what I live in now is very like joyful and beautiful and that's you know but that's why I kind of like that there's a little bit of a sense of mystery and drama because it's like It's beautiful now, but it did come from something that maybe wasn't so beautiful. Mm, That's
0: it. And I've I've read some of the backstory of your, your recent work about, you know, coming out in your life and, you know, wow, (laughs) that's, that's some heavy stuff. Um,
1: Yeah. And it, like where my art is kind of changing now, I, I recently had a chat with someone, um, really great who kind of ripped me to shreds in like the best way possible because um, I think I've been so focused especially with the way my work is I've been so focused on technically mastering it and she pretty much was like yeah you can go a lot deeper <laughs> um, so that's really what I'm working on now yeah. is. Using that technique, but also bringing out that inspiration that mm. I have because i I don't feel like it has always shown through mm. in my past sometimes, yes, but... okay, work in progress as it always uh,
0: is well, I would <laughs> hope so as any artist because um, yeah. as soon as you think this is my best, what does that say about what tomorrow brings? <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, what advice would you give to artists sort of starting their journey?
1: Okay. I have to look at my notes for this because <laughs> I could talk about this for hours, but I have narrowed it down to four things. Okay. I think. <laughs> um, one, know who you are as a human being because that's, really does you know everything that we were just talking about if you don't know who you are and what's important to you and what you love your art isn't really going to say anything so then like what's the point but it's very hard sometimes to know who you are very vulnerably Mm -hmm. Um, so figuring that out is a good first ground zero kind of step
0: You you could argue that's a great ground zero step for successful life.
1: Pretty much for anything, and I think especially anything creative, because you know we're so oversaturated. Everyone is an artist now. Like, how do you stand out? Well, you stand out by being uniquely different. Yeah. Um,
0: that 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 highly overused term of authentic.
1: Yes. I hate that that has now become the, the Instagram hot word, but it's true. Yeah. Um, my second one would be only take advice from people who are experts. I don't know why, but there is something about being a visual artist of whatever your medium is that suddenly everyone, it seems, has an opinion on how you should be doing things you know, oh, well, you should go look at this gallery or, oh, you should, you know, go to this art fair or you should, you know, put your art up in this way or maybe, oh, and it's like you you wouldn't meet a doctor and say, oh, well, you should operate on people that way. You know, I think that actually would be really interesting. It's like, you're not an artist. (laughs) Like, it's, but when you're first, you know, learning, like, you don't know yourself. So, like, it's, yeah. Only take advice from people who you actually admire their career and who know what they're talking about, because it can really mess you up. It's messed me up before.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I've, I've, I've seen some examples of that in, in my art so far. Um, mm-hmm. There was a, a photographer that um, I met at a conference, a uh, photographic artist, um, Cole Thompson, and he does stark black and white work. And one of the series that he did, um, I'm forgetting what he called the series, but it was these dramatic images with a single white cloud. So you got a, you know, whatever it might've been, a mountain with a cloud over it, a tree with a cloud over it, but it was just just these single white clouds. Uh, I just I loved it. Um, and one of the things he's, he was finding is when he was getting started, he went and had a portfolio review and, and people are persons looking through that and basically says, these are um, wonderful uh, things that they look like uh, Ansel Adams, but it's horrible because Ansel has done Ansel. You need to do yeah. coal. Get out of here. <laughs> and he says, that's yeah. actually the best advice I ever got, which was yeah. Yeah. to be, to do what I want to do. But what he then went on to do is he's like, I am now uh, practicing photographic abstinence. I am not looking at anybody else's work. He's like, I don't look at Instagram. I don't do any of that. I just do my stuff. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Okay, that's kind of extreme. But it, yes. it's an interesting <laughs> um, approach. Um, and it sort of speaks to, you know, Everybody's telling you what to do and he basically just shuts it all out.
1: Yeah. Well, and when you're still figuring out your style, it's hard not to give into, you know, Instagram when you see, oh, that's really interesting. Maybe I should try that. Oh, that's you know, but it's hard to separate out sometimes like, oh, I really love that, but I like that's not me, but I still really love it.
0: Well Um, and It goes to success is the worst teacher, uh, in the sense that you, you get something right and everybody rewards you for it and you get all of this praise and you then are sucked into that. You actually didn't learn anything, but you now are chasing that praise.
1: Mm -hmm. One of my favorite quotes, and of course, I'm not going to remember who this is from, um, but it talking about dealing with rejection, the opposite is that the only way to really learn how to deal with rejection is to treat rejection and praise the same, mm-hmm. to give them no, you know, and that has actually really helped me a lot because I used to love the, oh my God, like, this is so amazing. And, it, and now it's like, okay, you know, that's really nice. You know, when somebody says it, sure. But I don't. I try not to like get that endorphin
0: rush from it. You know, <laughs> you, you tamp it down just a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, enjoying that moment, but I think to your point, you you, you can't give it, you can't overweight it. Um, exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, you had additional thoughts. So that was two. Yes. I have two more. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Roll on, my friend. Roll on. The the
1: third one would be accept and fully embrace that you're going to make a million mistakes. That was so hard for me. Is still sometimes challenging, you know, because I think we, we, we care so much about it, obviously, or we wouldn't be doing it. And it's, you know, what we put out into the world, we want it to be you know, perfect. And it's never going to be. And sometimes we're going to really screw things up. And I think the faster you just kind of embrace that that's going to happen and get over it, it, it just makes life so much easier and allows room for creativity to come in.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's right. Because as soon as you are mis- are afraid of making a mistake, you, you just completely shut down the creative process. hmm
1: and now i try to just laugh you know like i sent out um uh, my last series that i finished i sent out you know this big newsletter i had double checked everything i thought and you know put all this work into it hours of typing out just the right words and i fired it off and got a text from a friend who's on my email list saying you might want to check the links on your images, because I think they're linking to your last series and not the one you just released. Because <laughs> uh, I had I had a template that I had copied and then changed, yeah. but I didn't change the links.
0: Cut, cut and I paste was, is a wonderful tool, but it will shoot you in the uh, foot as fast as
1: anything. <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding me. But then I was like, OK, so I just sent out. Another email with yeah. the exact same thing and change the headline to something like, "Oops, yeah, <laughs> here we go." You know. Um, and then the last thing is probably my most important one, which is my mantra: is to just enjoy creating because we it's so simple, but we forget, you know, that the whole point is to be doing something that we love, and we get in the mire sometimes of the. The figuring out and the you know trying to make it work and get ourselves out there and it's all very frustrating Mm. and you know but and then we realize we have to be business people as well as creatives and that's just extremely annoying and but you know at the end of the day the whole point is that we love it and you know I have to remind myself of that daily like okay, I'm doing this because I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so allow myself to love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the pieces of the what you have to do that aren't so wonderful, um, you know, the, some of the business side or whatever it may be, you know, it's enabling you to do what you love. So exactly. look at it in that context. Yeah. All right. The, the, the last question that I'm going to be asking everybody is, you know, who is an artist that, you would recommend people check out, you know, that inspires you. It could be somebody you've known for years. It could be an artist you just discovered. It could be somebody that you know personally. It could be somebody that you would love to meet one day, but you're inspired by their work, whatever it might be.
1: Yeah, I have kind of a recent discovery. Um, Her work is completely different from mine, but there is a, a, london-based contemporary abstract painter um her name is alice sheridan um her work is great but there's also just something about the way that she's presenting it you know her social media and on her website she has a podcast in it she's just mm-hmm completely like doing her Mm -hmm. and it it's very obvious in her work you know that it's very genuine and you know like there's no bullshit Uh, like (laughs) it's just so (laughs) refreshing. um so i've been really enjoying her lately and i got to meet her over zoom um and chat with her a little bit um Mm -hmm. Yeah, like very worth checking out. She's very inspiring. Um, and kind of just like the way her career has gone is is really inspiring for other artists. Um.
0: <laughs> well, thank you again for your time today. And uh, I uh, look forward to stopping down and see your new space here one of these days.
1: Yeah. Um, it, I'm going to be expanding a little bit right now. I'm sharing. um but my studio mate is leaving this month and then I'm gonna be in the whole space. So it'll be
0: exciting. Yeah, absolutely. All righty. well, hey, take care and uh, we'll be in touch. Yeah, good to catch up. Indeed, all right, take care now, bye-bye. And that concludes our first episode of the Artist Spotlight. I wanted to thank Jamin for his time today and for additional information to access uh, both Jamin's information as well as that of the artist he recommended, Alice, uh, please check the show notes here, and I've got links in there for all of that below. Thanks very so much for joining us in today's episode. Until next time. <music> Thank you for joining us. This has been the Artist Spotlight with Chip Freund. Find accompanying blog posts at chipfreundphoto.com slash blog. And you may subscribe to our show on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like listening.